Well, hello and welcome to a very special extra bonus episode of Fire Drawn Air. So last year I had the honour of being involved in a small way in a film that was made by a man called Luke McManus. The film is called North Circular and it focuses on the North Circular Road in Dublin's north inner city. I think the film is quite extraordinary and beautiful. But perhaps most importantly for listeners of the show, it features a number of singers from Dublin's thriving traditional singing scene. And Luke has kindly made a number of the sound files that he recorded for the film available to me. And that's what I'm going to be focusing on in this show. The film premieres tomorrow in Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin. And from next week, it's going to be shown all over Ireland. So you should really, really make a big effort to get out and see this film. It's absolutely breathtaking. Instead of me trying to explain what the film is about, I think I'll hand it over to Luke himself to give us a few words. North Circular is a documentary that is a journey along the North Circular Road in Dublin, starting in the Phoenix Park and ending down by the docks in Dublin Port and and Sheriff Street. And the film was conceived as a documentary musical, which was an idea that came out of my uh, interaction with some of the songs of the area. Actually, specifically, probably Sergeant William Bailey, um, which was written, I think, by Dominic Bean. And Sergeant William Bailey being a song about a recruiting sergeant who stood on Dunphy's Corner, which is now Doyle's Corner, which is where the North Circular goes through Fibsborough. So the idea was to tell a contemporary narrative about Dublin and about the North Inner City, but to refer back to things from the past and the memories and the ghosts that so many of the streets along in these areas still are still inhabited by. So and some of the characters that we found kind of bound together all our threads, like Sean O'Tuma, who was a, our Grange Gorman character, who was previously a patient in the mental hospital and is a wonderful tin whistle player who still plays the whistle uh, outside the shops in Grange Gorman. So the songs were really important. Um, and I was very lucky. One night during the film's production, I was in a pretty dark and lonely and exhausted and place that was filled with doubt. And it was the first session of the night before Larry got stretched. First session back since COVID. And I uh, I went down, Thomas McCarthy, the amazing singer from London was there. And I just sat and listened to all these incredible singers and 
there was a couple of people there who ended up in the film as well. Um, Annie Hughes, Julie Kavanagh, Jerry O'Reilly. Um, yeah, the film's been a real amazing success and seeing it in the cinema is a wonderful experience with an audience, but you get a lot of praise when your work goes well as a director, but it's very important to always remember and to articulate just how many people contributed to the film <coughs> and the songs and the musicians that are in the film are really the giants on which the shoulders of which the film stands. Um, it was really amazing to be able to have such talented people in the film um, who were able to tell their musical stories with such passion and artistry. So, yeah, I feel very lucky. Okay, so first up, we're going to have a recording of a man who is well known, I'm sure, to all of you at this stage. This is John Francis Flynn with the lag song. Um, so this song uh, was written by Ian McCall. Um, it's a prison song called The Lag Song. And uh, I first heard it at the Sunday night session in the Cobblestone um, from Shay Weldon, who's uh, Liam Weldon's son. Um, he comes into the Cobblestone every Sunday with his ma, Nelly. And uh, anyway, so The Lag Song. Sometimes I'd wondered what happened to time when it passed. Then one day I found out that time lands in prison and Sky. 
with one flying leap you could make your getaway if only And the night watch is keeping his watch over seven hundred men, and behind every cell door there lies a life dreaming. Oh, to be free once again. Addressed to my number, but say you remember my name. Remind me of the world outside. Make me feel like a man once again. time on my hands I've got time on my shoulders I've got plenty of time on my mind There's no summer nor winter when inside it there's only the old prison grind Up next is a singer that I first became familiar with online over the Zoom lockdown sessions. This is Annie Hughes with the song The Blackbird of Avondale. For the next three singers, we're going to get Annie Hughes to sing the first one, Eamon Hunt might oblige us with the second one, and Ian Lynch uh, for the third one, please. Thanks. By the sweet bay of Dublin while carelessly strolling I sat myself down by a green myrtle shade Reclined on the beach while the wild waves were rolling In sorrow condoling I 
hopes change to morning that once were so glorious. I stood in amazement to hear her sad wail. Her heart strings burst out in wild accents uproarious, saying, Where is my blackbird of sweet Sweet counties meet Wexford, Cork, and Tipperary, the rights of old Erin, my blackbird did sing. But woe to the hour with heart light and airy when he from my arms to Dublin took wing. The fowler waylaid him in hopes to ensnare him. While I here in sorrow his absence be of Kilmainham surround my dear blackbird of sweet of Avondale is one of many Irish ballads written about Charles Stuart Parnell and it was written sometime between 1881 and 1882 and it first appeared in the US in a broadside around 1881 and it was perhaps written by Fanny Parnell I don't have many sources that corroborate that but I did read it in an Ireland's own magazine 
that she may have written it. Which is plausible given that she would have lived in the US around that time. And she was herself uh, quite a prominent patriot poet. And at that time, for anyone writing ballads about rebels like Parnell, they did have to be quite careful about not using the name of the rebel. So this is why Parnell became known as the Blackbird of Avondale. So Avondale, because he was from Avondale and Wicklow, and Blackbird, perhaps because of the association with blackbirds in Irish folklore, they're often seen as being the harbingers of good news. And that's my conclusion for Blackbird. I don't know that for sure, but uh, that's my take on it. Brilliant. And now here's a man I just played on the most recent episode, Owen O'Canavine. He just put out an album called The Deepest Breath. Here he is singing Liam Weldon's classic Dark Horse on the Wind. I'm going to sing a song called Dark Horse on the Wind. Um, it was written by one of my favourite singers, Liam Weldon, and he wrote a bunch of brilliant, really great songs. Like, but uh, yeah, here, here's one of Dark Horse on the Wind. Mm. All those who died for liberty have heard the eagles scream. All the ones who died for liberty have died but for a dream. Dark horse on the wind For in no nation on the earth More broken dreams you'll find The flames leaped high Reach to the sky till they see a nation soul in the ashes of a broken dream. We've lost sight of our Dark horse on the wind And help our heartsick rushing Our soul again to find Now charlatans wear dead men's shoes I unrattle dead men's bones Ere the dust has settled on their tombs They've sold the very stones O 
Dark Horse and the Wind was written by Liam Wilden in 1966 and he was looking at the kind of, it was the commemoration of the 1916 rising at the time, uh, the 15th anniversary and I suppose he was kind of looking at the vision of people like James Connolly and others who fought in the in the, the rising and, and the state of the day uh, and the kind of levels of emigration and poverty and so on that were on the state and kind of basically it was this sort of scathing rebuke of the state that had very little to do with the vision of the people that that, that, that fought for, for, for freedom, I suppose. Um, and he kind of does it with this kind of amazing kind of a mixture of kind of references to Greek and uh, Irish mythology and there's some biblical references in there as well. Um, it all kind of gets gets kind of twisted around in, in, in between these kind of different metaphors um, and uses this really kind of powerful uh, melody, kind of an un unusual kind of minor melody, I suppose, uh, for an Irish folk song um, that just kind of twists around and goes around the houses and takes you on a, on, on a trip. Up next, I want to play a song by an absolute stalwart of traditional singing and a great proponent of the art. This is one of the first traditional singers I ever came across when I first started to become interested in the subject. This is Jerry O'Reilly and he is singing a song called Van Diemen's Land. Come all you gallant poachers that rambled by of care that go out on the moonlit night with your dog, your gun and snare. The hair in lofty pheasant you have at your command. Not thinking on your long career upon Van Diemen's land. For Thomas Brown from Nina Town, Jack Murphy and poor Joe, were three determined poachers the county well did know. By the keeper of the land me boys, 
one night they were trepanned and for fourteen years transported unto Van Diemen's land. We had one female prisoner, Peg Brophy was her name. For fourteen years transported, as you might know the same. But the captain bought her freedom, and he married her out of hand. And she gave to us good usage, going to Van Diemen's land. The first day that we landed upon the fatal shore, the planters all came round in flocks, there might be twenty score. They ranked us off like horses, then they sold us out of hand, and yoked us to the plough-brave boys, to plough Van Diemen's land. The cottages that we live in are made of sods and dirt, we have rotten straw for bedding, but we dare not say a word. We wring our hearts with firing, and we slumber while we can, to keep at bay the beasts of prey that prowl Van Diemen's land. God bless our wives and families, likewise the happy shore, that isle of deep contentment, which we shall see no more, as for the wretched females, see them we seldom can. There are fourteen men to every woman, all on Van Diemen's land. Sometimes when I do slumber, I have a pleasant dream. I'm lying on the cool green grass, close by a purling stream. Or wandering through a meadow fair with my sweetheart by the hand. But I awaken broken hearted upon Van Diemen's land. For fourteen years is a long, long time, and that's our sentence run. For little else but poaching, for that was all we done. You'd give up both the dog and gun, and poaching every man. If you but knew the hardships upon Van Diemen's land. 
Perchance I had a thousand pounds All laid out in my hand I'd give it all for freedom If that I could command I'd return again to Ireland And I'd be a happy man and I'd bid farewell to poaching, likewise Van Diemen's land. So, um, I first heard the song from Tim Lyons, fantastic singer. Um, uh, and Tim was, uh, I heard about Tim in the 60s, and he came back from England. And um, I met him in the St. Mary's Music Club in Church Street there and I heard him sing it there and I thought it was a brilliant song. So I made it my business to get the words of the song and to learn it. I thought it was such a relevant song. And then uh, in 2013, I went to, uh, to Australia on holiday for two months, myself and a man called Malcolm Story. And then um, one of the places we went to was Tasmania. And we also went to the penal colony at Port Arthur. And having been at Port Arthur, I thought it was the most, uh, it was a, a sort of a, a place that uh, it resonated immediately and the words of the song resonated with me. And uh, I think the, the proudest thing I ever did was I got a chance to sing it at a, a music session in the New Sydney Hotel in Hobart. And it was a music session and the place was full. Saturday afternoon, about three o'clock, four o'clock. And, uh, you know, quite noisy. And um, eventually somebody asked me to sing and I did sing. And then uh, suddenly, as I was singing, all of a sudden the place started to go quiet. And they just, you know, the whole pub then stopped. And we're listening. And as you know, it's, it's not a short song. And I, I sang it. But when I finished singing it, um, there was a pause. And then the whole place just sort of erupted, like, you know. And I still have sort of hairs up in the back of my neck when I'm thinking about that. And that, to me, was probably one of the most, uh, the, the times that a song uh, sort of uh, engaged people. And I, I felt, the, I felt the, the, how great the song was, that people sort of identified with it. I want to play a song now from Julie Kavanagh. Julie used to sing in a group called Twin-Headed Wolf with her sister Branwen. But here she is singing the song, Shul Arun. Jane to my morning slow 
coats, I'll dye them red. It's round the world I'll beg my bread, although my parents would wish me dead. It's good day till morning slow. Shoo, 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 la rune. Shoo, ga sucka, ga shoo, ga which is a macaronic song in English and Irish. Uh, it interests me uh, melodically because I can play a lot with ornamentation and there's a lot of space to make it my own. And I like moving between English and Irish. Um, the song means uh, walk, my love, shulerun. And rune is an Irish word that is for my love, but also a kind of mysterious or secret love. So the song is a bit intriguing in that way. Um, her love goes to France and she is heartbroken. But there's an elements in the song of her own seizing back her own power and autonomy in it. Um, so it's kind of a play between heartbreak and defiance and, you know, this powerful woman who's going to sell her spinning wheel and buy her love a sword and dye her petticoats red and go and find him and beg her bread and go against her parents and social convention. So that's an exciting element of the song that I enjoy. Um, yeah, it is, it's interesting because there's no concise meaning. So you can kind of think around a lot of the lines I think the dye your petticoat, I'll dye my petticoats, I'll dye them red is a really interesting line because it kind of looks at, well, is she going to go, you know, make money and be a prostitute? Is she like, is it the loss of innocence that she's had sex with someone who's gone off and she's going to go find him? Or is it that, you know, she's going to, maybe she's pregnant and wants to get rid of it and it could indicate her own blood, it, like, or she's going to dye like the war clothes, like to match the men in France. It has to do as well, I think, 
Uh, it's from the 18th century around. Um, so it could be referring to the wild geese who go off from Ireland to fight in France. Um, and that was kind of the play between William of Orange and James II, Catholicism versus Protestantism. And the French sent over meant Ireland and then demanded them back for their own fight against people in in uh, the Netherlands. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to the song and I enjoy stepping into the the heartbreak and the power and I enjoy the mystery of it and being able to bring myself into different roles in the song. So maybe one time I'll sing it thinking of devastation and heartbreak. Other times I might think... I'm like a powerful woman being defiant and seizing her own power back against people. So I think this is what really, really intrigues me about the song is that it can change and be extremely diverse and interesting to sing. And now to finish off, I have a recording of myself, which (laughs) feels weird to play, but here you go. It's in the film. Um, I sing a song... It's a song called The Banks of the Nile, which is quite popular up in the Inishowen Peninsula. I first heard a recording of it by a man called Dan McGonagall. I've heard it being sung by Grace Toland and her brother Colm. Um, I really love this song, which is English in origin. Um, really evocative. I think there's some great imagery going on. Um, and then I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks a million for listening. I hope this episode has served to foment some intrigue about the film North Circular. As I said earlier on, please make an effort to go out and check out this film. You won't be disappointed. Alright, that's it for the moment. I'll see you all again soon in a couple of weeks. Until then, take care and good luck. Oh, hark the drums are beating, love. I can no longer stay. The bugle sweetly sounding This call I must obey We're ordered out from Portsmouth For many's the long mile To join the British Army on the banks of the Nile. Oh, Ellie, dearest Ellie, don't leave me here to mourn, for I will course and rue the day that ever I was born. For the parting of my own true love is the parting of my life. So stay at home, dear Willie, and I will be your wife. Oh, I'll cut off my yellow locks and come away with you. I will dress myself in men's attire and come to Egypt too. I'll fight and bear your banner, love, 
while fortune seems to smile and we'll comfort one another on the banks of the Nile. Oh, Nancy, dearest Nancy, such things cannot be so. Our colonel gave the answer, no women there can go. We must forsake our own sweethearts, likewise our native soil. To join the British army on the banks of the Nile. Your waste it is to splendor, love, your fingers are too small. I'm afraid you would not answer me when on you I would call. Your delicate constitution, love, couldn't bear an unwholesome climb. There are cold and sandy deserts on the banks of the Nile. A course upon the war and the hour it first began. It robbed now poor old Ireland of many's the darling son. It took from us our own sweethearts the protection of our soil and their bodies feed the worms on the banks of the Nile. Oh, now the war is over and it's home we will return to see our wives and sweethearts we left behind to mourn. We'll embrace them in our arms until the end of time. Then we'll go no more to battle on the banks of the